Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Saturday Foursome Podcast. My name is Edgar Evans Jr., the host, creator, and executive producer of Saturday Foursome. I guarantee you, this is golf like you have never heard it before. I'm so excited today to bring you a behind the scenes of an amazing episode featuring four amazing brothers, Dante Culpepper, Riddell Anthony, Fred Taylor, and Dwayne Starks. Since this episode was shot in my favorite city in the world, Miami, Florida, I'm gonna share with you why I love this city so much. My conversations include one with Fred Taylor, discussing his struggles with golf and the creation of his podcast, The Pivot, We have a group conversation that has funny stories and also covers anxiety. And finally, an amazing conversation with Dwayne Starks about his championship run with the Ravens. I am so excited for you to hear everything. Let's go. My love for Miami has always been there. Growing up, I would always see it on TV and always wanted to go, but I never had a chance to. When I was in college, I had a group of friends that went out there for spring break, but at the time, I didn't have the cash to make the trip. But as golf seems to always do, it found a way to take me to places that I'd never gone. My last golf tournament in college was the PGA National Minority Championship down in Port St. Lucie, Florida. The last day of the tournament happened to be on my birthday, and being only 90 minutes away from Miami, I decided to go. I had driven all the way down to Florida, so I had my car, and my only thought was that I was going to go down there just to see how it looked, and then I would come back to Port St. Lucie later that night. So here we go. I'm on 95 South in my Toyota Corolla with no hubcaps, as happy as can be. It was a bright, sunny day, and I rolled down every window in my car. As the breeze was rushing in, I had a Rick Ross CD blaring, and I couldn't help but get excited as I got closer. Once I got into the city limits, I got on the bridge to South Beach and I'm telling you, I felt pure joy. I had $160 to my name, but in that moment, I was one of the happiest people alive. I went to South Beach and Park and then remembered I had a good friend in Miami. I happened to hit her up on Facebook and not only was she in Miami, but she invited me out. After I took a loop on the beach, I met her for supper and she was like, we have to go out tonight. Her brother was a socialite in Miami, so after supper we went to his place and he was kind enough to give me some clothes that fit the Miami nightlife scene. It was a warm, breezy night, and as we headed back over the bridge to South Beach, I was just thinking how crazy life can be at times. After we part, we walked towards the Fountain Blue Hotel. As we did so, I noticed a boat across the street that had just docked and saw a guy get off the boat with his lady and walk into the same lobby as we did. That was so amazing to me. I've never seen that. And I said to myself, one day that's gonna be me. We get into the lobby and I was blown away. I had never seen so many beautiful people in my life. My friend's brother walked us into Club Live, also ran by Mr. David Gretman, and we went over to a table. To make a long story a little shorter, I saw Lil Wayne, Diddy, Ludacris, and Fat Joe perform. Kevin Hart told jokes, and somehow I ended up speaking to Rich Boy for 30 minutes about his career. I danced a night away and finally got back to my friend's house around 5 a.m. I ended up waking up around 11 a.m. and drove back to Georgia with the biggest smile on my face. Since then, I've always told myself one day I will move to Miami. Needless to say, I try to do as much business there as I can. 
Now to today's episode. Usually, as the name suggests, each episode has four people, but today we were playing five. I had to break away and chop it up with my guy, Fred Taylor. I was able to get Fred on the show through my good friend, Warren Sapp, and Fred was really gracious and open with his time. Since filming, we've remained in contact and he's been so encouraging of my career and path. As we walked down the fairway, we spoke about his widely popular podcast, The Pivot, and his relationship with golf. Golf gave me anxiety, man. Really? I was trying to get so good. Trying, trying to get so good. I remember you had, you get that itch and you just go, 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 go. Right, right, right. And, uh, but I wasn't, I was, I was, I was hard headed. I didn't take lessons. I was watching YouTube. It's oh, like, man. that's a black hole, man. Like a Google doctor. Right, right, right. You feel like I got these symptoms. You go on Google, you see a million symptoms, then you start losing your mind. That was, that's what you and golf. So I had to back up because you're on the course, you're drinking, you have a time. Right, right, right. And this Florida heat and then tiring, not hydrating. Then I started just developing uh, partial anxiety from it. Then I had to step back and say, you'll never play on tour. Just enjoy it. Just enjoy yourself. Yeah. Hit bad shots. Yeah. You want to hit better. Right, right, right. Of course, of course. But you know, it's part of it. But I tell tell people all the time, like, don't don't go on YouTube, look at a million things, because you can't can't think about a million things while you swing a golf club. Right. One, maybe two things. Right. That's right. it. Right. That's it. Maybe two things. Like me right now. Belt buckle. Turn. Yep. You might. Should get on that right too. Yeah. That's, that's perfect. So tell, tell me about uh, the pivot a little bit, man. Uh, tell me about how the, all that came about. That's our baby, man. Me, Channing Crowder, Ryan Clark. Ryan Clark, Channing Crowder, myself. Channing Crowder, Ryan, my, like, it's no ego. Right, right, right. right. Who gets the credit? You know, but we have to talk about it. Um, Channing and I, we did a, a, a podcast before, and I don't even really like to say the name at this point. But, gotcha. you know, that's where it started during the pandemic. And um, we have some radio background, uh, radio back in our background. Channing does radio here locally in Miami. I do it for the Jaguars during the season, post-game, pre-game, some in-bowl, in-stadium stuff. And uh, so that's where the experience comes from. I never thought I would be doing a podcast. I'm probably the most shyest person. Wow. That's just part of my personality. And also probably part of why the NFL didn't look at me as, you know, a, a marketable entity. Because I'm just not loud. Like, right, right, right. You know, sometimes they say, don't do that, but they love it. Mm-hmm. Same mm-hmm. Time. So yeah, you know, with the pivot, man, uh, just sitting at home during the pandemic, got tired of being at home. Someone suggested let's to start a podcast. We did it. That didn't necessarily go the way we all had uh, envisioned. Sure. Due to some business disagreements. And uh, Channing and I, we said, we got to pivot. So we sat down. What were we going to name it? What are we going to name it? Ready? Always thinking. Call it the pivot. And that's the only credit I'll take. Got you. Um, in the whole situation. Got you. Because the entire team is amazing. Like I said, Ryan, uh, Mr. ESPN. For sure. ESPN, from get up the first take. Uh, First things first, DC, RC, uh, RC, DC, their, their, uh, MMA, uh, um, show, uh, he worked so hard, love him to death, man. And, uh, it's just us and our producer, Alicia Zubikowski. She comes from NFL films that, that back, that's her background. She's has dozens of Emmys. Uh, so there's no love that. Yeah. So we all have split ownership in love the that. podcast. 
but just continue to go forward, man. We've been hustling, grinding. Yeah. So, um, December 23rd is when we shot our first show in New York. Wow. Yeah. That's My awesome. My friends, Plexico Burgers was our very first guest, but his show was so organic, we held on to it. Yeah. And we just dropped Plex like a month, too. Wow. Like we got you. Such an amazing show. We just held it. And, uh, but now we're just grinding, man, just grinding, trying to figure it out. Right. Got some stuff coming up here shortly. Uh, that's, that's big. Got a lot of offers coming up, but, uh, it's still the pivot. We yeah. still gonna grind regardless of that stuff. Right, right, right. You know, we still got to grind, get these stories and these messages. I love that. My favorite thing about the show is just like how relaxed everybody is on the show. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just a relaxed and that, that creates the best conversation, right. as you know. Right. You know? That, that's what it's all about. You know, we, we try to, uh, First of all, be respectful of the guests, their time, and the opportunity that they're blessing us with. Uh, we could talk sports all day. Right. You know, Ryan does it all the time with where his first job is bread and butter at ESPN. Um, but we said, you know, in this congested uh, space, um, let's just find a different niche, you know, and uh, the guests trust us because it's a safe space. It just says relaxing. Right. They come in, everybody homes. Homeboys, homegirls, our female guests. It's like a lock, locker room vibe. And we just chop it up, right? Have a few drinks and just relax and chop it up. Show some vulnerability, a lot of transparency, truth, uh, unscripted. Uh, we do our research and we study, but it's unscripted. Yeah, for sure. You know, uh, we don't want to be in that box, man. Keep it natural. Right. right. And, and for sure, evergreen. Um, but it, it's amazing just to be a part of it. Yeah. Um, no, it's a great show. I love it, man. I, I love watching. So, yeah, man, we got a beautiful hole up ahead. Two-putt pimp is trending toward three-putt pimp. 2.8. 2.8 so pimp, yeah. 2.8. Yeah. We're going to have to keep him modest today. We will. Yeah, you'll get like LT. LT, Lawrence Taylor, if you're watching, I hear LT shake a leg sometimes. Uh-oh. Drop a ball anywhere. I got you. Yeah. I got you. See, we're going to keep LT honest, too. <laughs> What an amazing conversation with future Hall of Famer Fred Taylor. After we finished the round, he stayed and hung out with myself and my production crew. We had a great chat about business, and he shared some of the lessons that he's learned along the way. Now, with any group that I play with on Saturday Foursome, if everyone knows each other, it adds to the level of comfortability to the group. And this day was no different. These fellas cut up and laughed the whole way through. As I asked Dante Culpepper about a really funny story I heard, you'll pick up on all the natural dynamics of playing golf with your friends. The conversations go from funny to serious to stories back to funny again. Phil, I got to ask you about, about this story I heard. You got to tell me if there's any truth to it. So, you know, I'm watching you play when I was younger, you know, and, you know, when you used to celebrate, you always used to do this right here. Now, I just thought you were getting your role on, you know. I thought that was that was a celebration. But I heard a story where you were playing in a high school game, you go up for a layup, and they call a travel, and that's like, is there anything? That was fabricated. That was, we did a little, 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 little fake news. Fake news. We did a little, little, it was like a little, little commercial or whatever for ESPN with uh, Mary Tyler Moore and all of them in Minnesota. And, and they made that little story up. Oh, okay, okay. They made that up. Wow. Talking about I was getting back at the referee for the yeah, call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, no, I was like, man, you were getting back at him for a long time, man. Yeah. Getting back at the ref that called him down at the one-inch line of the state championship game 
that last play of the game. Don't bring it up. Don't bring it up. Who you going to get the ball to? Your best player, right? I have to. Just how he the quarterback. Her, he had second and one. And my old boy did not get in. So disappointed. What? The we clock run out? No, we kicked the field. They tried to kick a field goal and missed, missed it. it. Oh. On sexy eight now. Oh. I don't know how eight couldn't get in. Yeah, I think he didn't get in because he already decided not to go to UF. We would love to have Pep at UF. <laughs> That's a whole other story. It got nothing to, that has nothing to do with today. But y'all missed the field goal. We missed the field. From the one foot, they lined up for a field goal from the one foot line. That's just as worse as the Super Bowl with the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, yeah, with Marshawn. The only, the only regrets I have from back then is uh, when I was just talking about Florida, right? My roommate, my childhood best friend, did everything together coming up, right? End up at University of Florida. And uh, my lazy self, probably one of the best athletes on the team, too including Ree, they used to go play golf all the time. Guess what I would do? Take a nap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Needed that rest. Take a nap. I didn't need the rest. They didn't need the rest. I just didn't like it. golf. I didn't like I'm like, I ain't going, it's boring as this, as that. Yeah. Little do I know, well, I know a lot more now that I wish I wouldn't have been taking so many naps. I should have been playing. My first golf it lesson. Was free, too, like they... We let all the players play. My first golf lesson when I was about 10 years old, man, I would play a little league football for Tecosi Belafonte Center. Come and on. We ended up going out to Miami-Dade. wasn't even a golf course. It was just a field, uh, you know, for a gathering with all the players so we could get to know each other. And they had us all lined up hitting balls. And, yeah, and I think that was my first lesson, man. I think that turned me on after that. Then I started doing the charity events. Yeah. And uh, that, that really turned me on, yeah. Until now, it's like every day, because this is this is the only sport I think that challenges an athlete uh, mentally, competitively, and because you're playing against an opponent, you're playing against yourself, and you're playing to get better every time. So this is something that keeps you interested and keep your mind somewhat focused. And it's, it's something you can't perfect either. Yeah. No matter how much you practice, exactly. you can't, cannot perfect. Every step, every step of the way that's going in your mind and all the little routine you have to use, you got to do it every time. Every time. I stay consistent. Every time. It's amazing. Yeah. I always say, give me a linebacker. <laughs> Running into or from a linebacker is a lot easier than golf. Mm. 100%. <laughs> I sure it is. Linebacker, 250 plus, big, not as fast, slow. He want to knock you out. They don't always think all the time. Gotcha. They ain't touching me, though. Come on. Mm, nah, they ain't touching me. Come on. Like, I can't touch that damn golf I would ball. say it's less hazardous, <laughs> though. Say that again? I would say it's less hazardous. <laughs> golf? Oh, yeah, golf for sure. Yeah. 100%. Running in the uh, guy. You know, like anything else, time, repetition. Yeah. You know, you got one, get better. That's part of it. We was talking earlier about when it gave me anxiety. Because trying to get better than this dude and Big V and them, excuse me, and for the Tuesday group, I try to go out there and play, play, play while out there playing and drinking and playing and hot, dehydrated, you know, I started getting anxiety, like real life anxiety. And that, that wasn't good for my health. Right. So I had to back up and tell myself, man, I know Reedell would tell me, 
Yo, you ain't never going to the tour, so take it easy out there. Most definitely. 100%. So we tell them he practice it too much. <laughs> yeah. Because that's yeah. the thing. Like, it's always practice. If you ain't getting paid for it, it's practice. Even when you're playing, it's practice. It's practice. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You said something that was very important, man, about mental health. You know, your, your mental health. A lot of guys got to realize that mental health is important. You know, I work with the Trust, which is powered by the NFLPA. And we see it all the time. Guys come in with anxiety, depression, uh, you know, just trying to get their life back and mental issues. So uh, we have a lot of different benefits for that, man. But I, we see it all the time. That's so important yeah. that you that you, uh, you that you handled that and, right. you know, and talk to other guys about it, man. I still have my moment. I don't always talk about them, but yeah. right. part of life. Yeah. I know a lot of uh, uh, easy trigger can can be out here if I do it the wrong way. Doing it the right way. Just yeah. enjoying it. You yeah. know, like, we're enjoying this round right here, man. You know, and uh, shout out to PXG, really, man. <laughs> I, I, I promise you. I don't know if it's going to make me better, but I got to get out there with a coach like you to yeah. one, try. That's excuse you can what? lose now when you got knees here, boy. Yeah, yeah. 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 blame it on the club. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, that's beautiful. What an amazing group conversation with the fellas. As we made our way around Deering Bay Yacht and Country Club, we hit some good shots, okay shots, and some bad shots, but it didn't matter. We were having an amazing time. As we were filming, I caught myself thinking how much this day was a glimpse into my new life. I'm so grateful for all the blessings the good Lord is bestowing on me, and to be able to have an idea of a television show in my mind years ago, to actually being able to carry it out is a dream come true. Before we finished up, I caught up with Dwayne Starks. Dwayne was proudly sporting his Super Bowl ring on this day, and he just had a way that he carried himself that I deeply respected. Can't help but notice the bling on your, on your ring, thank you, man, you know? Yeah, we got it there, man. Got to take pride in that. Yeah. You know, we accomplished a lot at with Baltimore Ravens, so... It's hard to get to the Super Bowl, so when you make it, you gotta, gotta actually front it. For sure, for sure, man. You know, I'm um, I'm at a point in my life where, you know, I'm trying to take everything that I'm doing to the next level, and you know, I know that requires a, a lot of you know, patience, discipline, focus. Yes, and you've exceeded on the highest stage and the highest level. You know, what what's your secret to success? You know, what, what helped you along your uh, along your path? I think the key for that is staying focused and having a purpose, man. Uh, you know, everyone has that chip on their shoulder and you got to find out what that chip is. For me, I was a small guy, so I had to sh I had to prove that I was tougher than other guys. I was faster than other guys. And I think that drive really, really pushed me to, to succeed at what I was doing. Love that. Yeah. Love that. Love that, man. It's, it's crazy. You know, a lot of people try to put you in the box and it's like it's all you to <laughs> get, get out of that box. You yeah. know? Yeah. I mean, you think about it when I was drafted, you know, I went to the University of Miami. And uh, before I was drafted, there's a story where Ozzy Newsom, uh, well, uh, they went to Ozzy, say, hey, Ozzy, you got to check out this kid at the University of Miami. Ozzy asked, well, how big is he? He's about 5'10", 170. Ozzy said, no way. There's no <laughs> way I'm drafted. You're like, I'm out. Yeah. 5'10", 170. And, uh, you know, he said, no, nah, you got to go see him. So he came down to see me and uh, sent Marvin Lewis, who was a defensive coordinator down there at the time. And. And then it just made it all happen. When he saw what I can do and saw the film, 
they just say, yeah, that that's my guy. Man, that's you know, amazing. 10th pick overall, I can't be Come on, you that. can't be bad at that. You can't be hey, bad that's, at that. That's the work you put in, though, man. Right. Playing against the best talent here in Florida. And, uh, you know, guys like Jamie German, Yatil Green, having those guys. And then Michael Irvin, all those guys coming back to the University of Miami and working out in the offseason. That, that really played a big part in my success as well. Wow, that's beautiful, man, to have that support. You yes. know, the guys want to yes. see you succeed. And, that means a lot, I know. Yes. Yeah, most definitely. But, hey, man, you know, we're on different teams on this whole, man. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to have the chip on my shoulder that I can pull it off here on y'all. Yeah, you know, I got a great friend over there, Redell Anthony, although he's a Florida Gator. Uh, We're we on teams. Yeah, yeah, you're on teams today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. let, let really, really him pass. Shot. I hit the green. He hit it closer. Yeah, and, getting uh, tight. You know, you're going you're gonna to have to work, baby. I know. You've been telling me that all day. I see. You know, you're going to have to work. You, like I said, you're going to walk over, but you're going to limp. Thank you so much for listening in to the Saturday Foursome Podcast. Please make sure to like, comment, share, and most importantly, subscribe. To view the full version of this episode, go to youtube.com slash Saturday Foursome. Also, to check out my custom line of golf shoes, my flawless golf instructional book, or to order merch, check out my website at edgarevansjr.com. Thank you so much for tuning in, and God bless. We'll see y'all soon on Saturday Foursome.